Episode 76. Do we come from the stars? Hancock and welcome to Work Your Energy podcast, which is all about how to thrive in this energetic universe that we live in. This week's topic will probably sound a bit strange as an area for me to talk about. This is an area that I promised I would come back to from season three. So I've been doing as much research as I can, and this is what I've come up with so far because obviously. A question like this is very hard to research, but I have an extremely open mind and I do feel that humans are very good at creating limitations for themselves and in order for us to achieve our full potential in this lifetime, I think that we need to release as many of these limitations as we can and start to view ourselves as unlimited. So many of our limitations are self-imposed, but one of the things that I discovered in my own life is the more that you can allow yourself to dream and think beyond current thinking and even think beyond the reality of this world, the happier you will become, the more open-minded you will become, and I believe the less mental health issues you'll have as well. Every time I get stuck in the confinement of my ego, I start to feel more depressed and more down with life. But as soon as I remove myself, stretch myself, if you like, out of the ego, out of the mind, and if it helps or works for you, you can think of yourself as going through the heart. But as soon as I think beyond my mind, think beyond the ego, think beyond the limitations of current thinking, the happier I always feel the more expanded I feel, and the more energy I have to be more productive in my life. And I like this way of living and being. And I highly recommend it if you're not living an enjoyable life or if you're not achieving the goals and dreams that you had or have for your life. So with that in mind, let's explore this whole area of Do we come from the stars? Is it possible that we've come from the stars? Do we come from other planets? And how does this fit with our current thinking around genetics, DNA? What sort of evidence is there? Well, first of all, DNA and genetics is a vastly complicated area, and there's no way that I can get my head around all of this, but I have managed to get my head around some of it. So the first quote will come from the people who mapped the human genome, so the Human Genome Project, which concluded in 2003, and also concluded that 97% of human DNA is genetic code from ancient alien life forms. Well, what does this mean exactly? Well, essentially that only around 2% of our DNA comes from protein coding genes, or if you like, genes that are found in our world, on our planet. And these genes are responsible for creating everything on our planet. 
So when we say that we are 99% or around 99%, the same as chimpanzees, we're talking about the protein coding DNA, the 2% of our DNA, which codes our genes into the physical body that we have. So researchers are starting to study this junk DNA, this 97% of our DNA, which is often referred to as junk, because they simply do not know what this DNA is for. And it's not from this planet, as the quote from the Human Genome Project said. So this 97% of junk DNA is thought to be what creates the massive differences between humans and apes, and could even be responsible for switching on genes. Now this is interesting because of the changes that took place around 200,000 years ago in chromosome 7 and chromosome 2. And if you want to read more about this, you can have a look at my, this month's blog, which I'll put the link in the notes for, but it's all about are we living in a simulation. And it talks about chromosome 7 and chromosome 2 and the changes that took place. But essentially, chromosome 2 has signs of being genetically modified or being fused together, which is thought to be virtually impossible and certainly would not come under the heading of natural selection, as we see with Darwin's theory of evolution. Essentially, the changes in chromosome 7 switched on the gene FOXP2, which is present in all primates and humans, obviously, and has been dormant for 100 million years. And suddenly, around 200,000 years ago, it switched on with us. The changes in chromosome 2, again, made an impact on many genes, including the TBR1 gene, which contributed towards the enlarging of the neocortex of the brain by 76%. And also, according to Greg Braden in his Human Design series on Gaia TV, switching on compassion, empathy, and self-regulation. Now, I find this last concept fascinating because not only does that ask the question, do we really fit in to this whole survival of the fittest. And secondly, when you look at how our world is being run, the, the, the people who are running the world now, they do not seem to exhibit that compassion, empathy that was switched on in our brains 200,000 years ago, which really raises many questions of its own. But for now, I'm going to come back to this concept of have we come from the stars or are there elements of us that have come from the stars? Are we all or 100% terrestrial planet Earth beings? So could we have been physically altered, genetically modified 200,000 years ago? And if so, who would have been able to do that at that time? There must have been some sort of advanced civilization on the planet around 200,000 years ago. And this isn't so far-fetched. Not only are we seeing more and more evidence of advanced civilizations going back to at least 11, 12,000 years ago with places like Gobekli Tepe and the pyramids, which can be seen all around the world, not just in the Giza Plateau in Egypt. 
But the ancient texts, the biblical texts, the ancient myths and legends of our world all tend to have certain similarities between them. And often they do talk about ancient or advanced civilizations coming from down from the heavens and creating mankind and also maybe even terraforming the world, especially after a great flood may have happened. And we have increasing more evidence of a great flood or even great floods that have occurred on our planet. However, these ancient sites that people have been researching and studying for decades now really are beginning to show not only advanced civilizations to where we are now, but also civilizations far beyond our capabilities and our thinking, our knowledge of what we know now. These civilizations would have to have come from somewhere. And although they certainly could have evolved from apes, chimpanzees, in the same way that humans possibly have done in the past, this would put the timelines of evolution back thousands, if not millions, of years. And the reality is that with the changes, the huge amount of genetic mutations that have occurred with Homo sapiens since we first came onto this planet, there simply are too many to be fitting into Darwin's theory of evolution for us having evolved from apes. It's too short a period of time. And what we refer to as the missing link would actually have to be a dozen missing links in order to be able to put all of those different changes into the, the human spectrum of change from when humans were hominids, primates, primates into hominids, and to where we are now with modern-day Homo sapiens sapien. The reality is that since we came onto the scene around 200,000 years ago, we haven't changed since that time. And according to David Reich's research, where he's been mapping the DNA traveling around the world, we can all be related back to one female 200,000 years ago. Now, this doesn't mean that there was only one female 200,000 years ago. It means that all of the other genetic lines have died out, and this one dominant female has continued all the way through, which is pretty incredible in itself. But then, to go from that one dominant female and to have all these different clusters of humans breaking off and becoming light-skinned or becoming dark-skinned, depending on the environment, again, 200,000 years is, an is a very short amount of time for this type of thing to have occurred when you consider how many millions of years we were apes for until we became Homo sapien. So the timelines and the timeframes just do not fit together, and there are more unanswered questions than there are answered. So if we then look at these physical changes that are talked about in the ancient texts, the Mesopotamian texts, even in the Bible, these texts do point towards an advanced civilization that came down from the heavens and created mankind. And as ludicrous and as mad as this may sound, we have to think of the people who were living at that time who wrote these texts and probably 
did not understand concepts of people or beings coming down from different planets, you know, or even stepping through portals in terms of the shining ones, which also comes up in ancient texts in the Bible as well. I really feel it's time to put science and spirituality back together, which was split um, a couple of hundred years ago for means of keeping things easier to understand. But actually, we need to put them back because we are both, humans are both, the universe is both. And with the growth of quantum physics and new technologies, we're beginning to see that actually spirituality simply means invisible and it's, we're putting it back in the science. So energy is, if you like, the missing link between spirituality and science, which is why I like working in this field of energy. It allows us to think beyond this current limited thinking of our world, which really is just not helping our world to evolve and move into the next phase of humanity. So if we look at the more metaphysical or spiritual concepts of human evolution and we say to ourselves, okay so we were not physically modified and then we can then look to the field of energy the morphic field as described by Rupert Sheldrake or the energy field as we are learning more about from quantum physics we can understand that we are surrounded by this this field of energy, this invisible field, as I often call it. And this field is having an effect on our physical reality. It's having an effect on our world. And it's also maybe having an effect on our bodies. This also takes us into the theory of panspermia, which talks about how the genetic mutations that we have had, especially from humans over the past few hundred thousand years, have been from DNA coming in from other solar systems, other planets coming in through comets, asteroids. And this DNA, if you like, blending with our own and upgrading us as physical beings. Now, if you consider the morphic field, the energy field around us, and you look at this in terms of consciousness, because we know that consciousness is driving everything. It drives even the subatomic field. So it's driving physical matter as well. And if you look at levels of consciousness, then we start to understand that maybe it is consciousness that is driving this fast evolution for humans, for humanity. And we are literally being upgraded by consciousness every single day. I believe that we are being upgraded, but I can also see that you have to be open to this. If you're a closed thinker, if you're a limited thinker, if you're very narrow in your thinking and you sit inside a very tight box, often called the ego, which as I talk about in my book, Work Your Energy, I think can be hijacked by energy fields, whatever those energy fields may be, and whoever may be controlling those energy fields, but essentially, we have to be open to consciousness. We have to be open to being upgraded. We have to allow consciousness to flow through our body. And consciousness will always take the path of least resistance. So the more we can be open, the more that we can, if you like, our DNA be activated, the more we can open up to the cosmos the more of an upgrade our consciousness will have. And I can see that this really is everything in terms of our success, our full potential, 
and how we link to the greater cosmos around us. The more of us that can take these blinkers off, and these blinkers could be seen as low vibrational energies of fear, guilt, shame, pride, judgment, criticism, anger, whatever you want to call it, the more we can remove these filters from our own minds and move up into the higher levels of consciousness, if you like, moving up into higher consciousness, the more we are going to receive much higher vibrational energetic levels of consciousness. And the better and happier our lives are going to be. And of course, the, more, the happier we are, the more we're going to be able to achieve, the more we're going to have energy to achieve our real goals and dreams in life. So try and start removing those self-imposed limitations, those limiting beliefs that you have about your life, about what you can and can't achieve, about what you can and can't say, about what you can and can't do. And the more you do this, the more that you will be able to work with the higher consciousness of the energy field and also the higher consciousness or the ascension of the planet because the planet is moving up into higher consciousness as well and we work in harmony we link with the planet and we are very affected by the planet when you look at the Schumann resonance which has been studied for the past few decades you can see that the Hertz frequency levels are very similar to those of the human brainwave levels as well the base level seems to pitch in at around 7-8 Hertz which relates to the theta brainwave for humans, which is also the self-healing brainwave and also the psychic brainwave as well. So when we access that theta state, we are far more psychic, far more open to this energetic universe, energetic world that we have around us. And we are surrounded by subtle energy. As I'm always saying, we can only see less than 1% of what's around us there's you know, 99% of what is around us, we cannot see. But the more we open up to our energetic self, to our energy, to our subtle energy, to our, our psychic self, if you like, the more we can start to sense and feel and just know what is around us. But truly, this is where your full potential lies. And I'm gearing up to doing an episode all about human the full potential of humans fairly soon but I'm still researching a little bit more at the moment so for me I really want people to thrive and this is why I'm recording this episode today because I truly believe that if we do not know where we come from or why we're here how can we truly achieve our full potential in life Humanity is all walking around with amnesia and this amnesia is stopping them from really waking up and seeing their full potential, seeing the, the true reality of the cosmos around us and also seeing where we fit in this massive universe that we live in, which takes us nicely into or onto the field of epigenetics. So this is a new science which is showing us that our memories can be passed down in our DNA. Because one of the things that we do in my Wealth Consciousness program is we start clearing ancestral memories, ancestral traumas, past life traumas, if you like, whatever you want to call it. Everything is happening now anyway as quantum physics is telling us, but the field of epigenetics is showing that these memories 
get trapped and they're passed down from our ancestors. So literally when trauma happens to our ancestors and they experience that traumatic state and it keeps being passed down to the next generation. But we can change this and this is essentially what energy healing is. It's looking at changing the DNA, shifting out the memories, shifting out the traumas and if we look back at the past two, three thousand years, you can see that we have had a huge amount of trauma. I mean, we've had a huge amount of trauma in the last hundred years, 200 years alone. And if you like, this collective trauma has created a huge amount of low vibrational energy, which we are literally just trying to wade through and we're all stuck in. And that's what I'm talking about in my last book, Work Your Energy, where I'm essentially saying the more we work on ourselves, the more we are shifting the collective energy, the more we're releasing the trauma from the collective energy, which is then also going to have a knock-on effect on all of us because we are all collectively and energetically linked, which there's no escaping from. And because of what we understand about quantum entanglement, we are entangling with each other's energy fields and ancestral traumas all the time. So the more we release this trapped negative energy or trapped low vibrational energy, the more we're clearing the density of the planet and the density of the collective consciousness that we exist in. Unfortunately, because we're all connected, it means that we're all working on the same traumas and you know we can be shifting our own traumatic memories from our DNA but we're still linking with other people's as well so more of us need to do it and as we know energy creates matter so the more we can energetically clear our field energetically clear our consciousness our collective consciousness the more this will eventually start to materialize in the physical world as well and I'll talk about this more. I talk about resistance and interference from the field a lot in my podcast. And I will talk about this more as we go on. Notably in my Energetic Money mini-series that I'm going to be doing in December. But for now, let's go back to the topic of the day, which is have we come from the stars? And if we look at the indigenous tribes from around our world... They do, in fact, say that their ancestors came from the stars. The ancient Sumerian texts and the Sumerians then lead on to, finally, the ancient Egyptians, who say that their ancestors come from Orion. And, of course, the pyramids in Egypt do align with the Orion belt. The Chinese say that they are descendants of the dragon people, the Aborigines in Australia talk about coming from the Pleiades and the famous story of the Dogon tribe in Mali who say that they are the descendants of their ancestors come from Sirius. And at the time when they were being interviewed by researchers, they talked about Sirius B, which is a star that was not discovered until the 1950s. They also talk about a third star in the Sirius star system as well, which hasn't been discovered as yet. They go on to say that their ancestors came from Egypt, which is why they are connected to Sirius. They are connected to Isis. And they left Egypt after a period of uprising and moved over to Mali in the 3rd century. 
which of course is backed up by the ancient Egyptian accounts of Isis, Osiris. So whether we are physical manifestations or physical evolutions of beings from other planets, or whether we have been upgraded via consciousness and the morphic field, maybe by consciousness, by advanced beings, by advanced civilizations, however you may look at it, one thing that I know for certain is that we are way more than we think we are. And the whole purpose of today's episode is to try and get us beyond this current limited thinking that so many of us in this world are grabbing onto. Mainly, I think, because we're scared of this power that we can feel inside ourselves. When we connect back to our energy, to our energy body, to our energetic self, it feels so powerful that I think many people are scared of this and do not know what this is. And because it's been ridiculed, persecuted and dumbed down for so many thousands of years, it's very hard to escape this collective conditioning, this societal conditioning that we have on this planet at this time. However, having said that, more of us are beginning to wake up. We are beginning to wake up and see that we are so much more than our physical body, that we fit into a much, much larger expanse than just our physical planet, just planet Earth. And there's a whole world, invisible world out there that we cannot see, but we are aware of. We are subtly picking it up. We're sensing it all the time. And I think that's where we need to put our attention, put our attention onto this invisible world around us so we can start being upgraded by consciousness, so we can start connecting with consciousness, so we can start to experience consciousness. And just being open to it will allow you to activate dormant DNA and wake up parts of you that remember who you were, that remember this ancient genetic code that was switched on in our bodies 200,000 years ago, and remember your ancient ancestors. Studies into epigenetics are only showing us that, they, that these memories go back as far as 40, maybe up to 100 generations. However, I think that they go back infinitely. And Looking at this field of information, often referred to as the Akashic field, if we see ourselves as existing and being in this massive, infinite field of information, then all the memories since time began are also being held in this field of information. So regardless from epigenetics and the studies of epigenetics, when we look outside of that even, and we connect to this vast field of knowledge, frequency that we exist in, we can start to realize that we're being bombarded by information, data all the time. And it's really raising our own levels of consciousness, which then enables us to connect and attract more upgraded versions of data and knowledge that is around us. When we're sitting in low vibrational frequencies, we are, in a sense, attracting low vibrational data, frequencies, information to us. When we raise our consciousness, we move our consciousness up into the higher realms, into higher consciousness or higher vibrational feelings and emotions, if you like. 
then we're now subject to a higher vibrational type of knowledge and data. And that is how we will upgrade our bodies. That is how our bodies are being upgraded by consciousness all of the time. So the more that we can simply raise our own vibration, and as I talk about in my book, Work Your Energy, there are two ways of doing this. We can do it through our emotions and feelings, or we can do it through our state of being. And that involves more work. That involves releasing limited thinking, releasing limiting beliefs from our mind so that we can become more open-minded and connect with the universe in a more open-minded and expansive way. When we are in the low vibrational energies or frequencies of fear, shame, guilt, pride, judgment, whatever it may be, then we're going to be attracting to us the lower vibrational frequencies or thoughts and words that are around us in the, this collective energy field that we are in, that we live in. So the more you can raise your vibration, the better your life will be and the more upgrades you will have as well. And of course, the happier you will feel. So how do we get out of these lower vibrational energies, these lower vibrational frequencies? Well, using the basics of neuroplasticity is very good. So that's about rewiring your subconscious mind, literally rewiring it back to positive. And you can even just listen to one of my vlogs where I talk about how I did this using a very simple technique. And I literally just remembered the happiest day of my life as many times as I possibly could throughout the day. And then that generated these high vibrational feelings and emotions in me as I remembered them. And just doing that really helped me to start shifting my, my depression after my mum died. And I'll put the link to in the notes for that as well. But it can even be as simple as doing more things that you love every single day. It really is because emotions are so fleeting. They fit within that 90 second rule. And literally, you know, we, we have these emotions. They float over our body. They're gone in 90 seconds. But we end up sitting in them for a variety of reasons. But just try and let them float over you. Try not to be pulled sideways by them because I do feel that we are sort of geared, if you like, to be pulled sideways by them, especially the low vibrational energies. And this is something I'll talk about in another podcast. But for now, probably one of the most effective and simple things that you can do is to write down 10 things that you're grateful for every single day. And honestly, by the time you get to the 10th one that you've written down, your mood will have changed so much and you will then be able to take that high vibrational mood that you're now in and use that to be happier and be more productive in your, in your day moving forward. And of course, you can also use guided meditations. There are tons on YouTube and I have my own on YouTube as well. So my channel is Elizabeth Hancock. And again, I'll put the link to some of my meditations in there as well. And I've also got some for sale on my website. So I'll put all of these links in the notes. I realize that I've been talking for a very long time now, so I'm going to come to an end and just say that you are more powerful than you know. And this power sits in you and around you because it's energy. That's what you can feel is your energy. And if you want some help in opening up your energy, your energetic channels, you can do my four-week energy mastery course, which will help you to open up these channels through guided meditations and videos 
because it will teach you all about your energy body from a more scientific and logical point of view. So you can start to understand that it's real and it's who you really are. Okay, so that's all for today. As I said, I'll put all the links in the notes. And if you want to catch up with me on social media, I'm on at Work Your Energy Podcast on Facebook and Instagram and at Work Your Energy on Twitter. So take care for now. Have a wonderful week. And I look forward to catching up with you next week. Okay, bye.